Blog Talk Radio. And it's just you and me in 
now
so important, people of God, to get into the very presence of God. Nothing else matters now. In fact, I want you to find yourself right in the Holy of Holies. I see His presence. I'm in His presence. While I'm there thanking Him, I know that I have a right. Whatever I need, He will supply I believe tonight somebody just wants him to open up the windows of heaven for you. Let it rain. Send down your blessings, Lord. I just need you to move in this place tonight. I just need you to move in this place tonight. He's doing it right now. Hallelujah. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain Let it rain Open The floodgates Of heaven Let it rain Let it rain Somebody say it tonight Open the floodgates of heaven Let it rain Let it rain
Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. You know that song, There's a Fountain, talking about the blood of Jesus. You know, sinners plunged beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. 
So whatever you're going through right now, whatever struggle you have in your life, whatever sin, whatever bondage, whatever issues, turn to the cross. Turn to Christ. Ask God to put his blood, just by faith apply his blood through your prayers. Just mentally picture Calvary. Mentally picture the cross. And just see the passion of Christ. See the sacrifice. See what took place. I'm going to read Isaiah 53. We have the King James Version. You guys can just follow along. All right, so here we go. It says, Who has believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He has no form. Talking about Jesus. He has no form or comeliness that when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire him. In other words, his natural man, his natural desire, he was not, according to Isaiah, according to the Spirit of God, he was not an attractive man. There was no drawing mechanism in the flesh. Verse 3, it says, He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him, and he was despised, and we esteemed him not. He's talking about Christ. Here Jesus is despised and rejected of men, people pushing him out of their lives, just like we do now pushing him out of our lives. Because he's a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Why? Because he was constantly being rejected by those he was constantly trying to love. And in your life and in my life, when the Spirit of God is shedding love abroad in our hearts and the Spirit of God is trying to get our attention and trying to draw us and we grieve him and we bring sorrow. See, what the Bible says what? Without faith, it's impossible to please him, right? What is faith? What is faith? It's taking God at his word, Right? And so when you're rejecting God and rejecting his word, the Bible says what? Jesus, when he was rejected, was acquainted with grief, a man of sorrow. So when you reject God, it brings grief into his life. And when you reject God, it grieves the Holy Spirit. So let's continue. 
And I want you to get a picture of the cross here. It says, as we hid, as it were, our faces from him, and we despised and we esteemed him not. Constantly running from God, hiding. We don't give God the proper glory that's due his name. Verse 4, surely he has bore, and this is what I really wanted you to see here. Get this in your spirit. Get this down on the inside of you. This is that fountain filled with blood I was talking about right here. Surely we esteemed him not. He was born. He has borne our grief. He has carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. What's he saying? Look, Jesus was wounded for your sins and your transgressions, for your iniquities and those things you do out of ignorance and those things you do premeditatively. He shed his blood for all. He was bruised for our iniquities. Bruised. Bruised. See, there's things internally in your life. There's internal issues in your life that Jesus was bruised internally for. You know that? Jesus took on pain internally so that he could deal with the very core of your pain on the inside. Seismant of our peace was upon him. Do you know that he was on the cross not only for your healing, not only for your salvation, but for your peace? You don't have to be tormented in your mind. You don't have to live in confusion. You don't have to live in insecurity and inferiority. Why? God has not given you a spirit of fear, a spirit of intimidation, which is what that word actually says. You don't have to be intimidated. You don't have to walk around with your head hung low, feeling defeated, feeling like a whoop dog. Some of you know who you are. That live like that. Listen, Jesus came to give us life. Jesus came to give us victory. Listen to this. And by his stripes we are healed. Verse six, are we like sheep have gone astray and we have turned everyone his own way, and the Lord has laid the iniquity of us all upon him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. He did not open his mouth, and he was brought like a lamb to the slaughter as a sheep to his shears. Like a sheep to his shears, his dumb, he, he opened not his mouth. And that's the way Christ embraced this most heinous, most crazy act of suffering. He willingly chose to do it. 
and he didn't complain about it. Oh, he asked God to take it away. He grieved and he mourned the stress, the agony that he went through. Why? So you, listen, this this Jesus sweat drops of blood. When they thrust the crown of thorns on his head and the blood came out, what was that? That was so you could be made whole in your mind. So what's going on in your head would be in line and submitted to what's going on in God's head. See? He took on all of it for all of you. And I don't mean everyone as a whole, although that is true to a degree. But let's face it, there are sheep and goats and Jesus did not die for everybody. He died for those who were his. But he died for you as a whole. In other words, every part of you. So that you would be complete in your spirit and in your soul and in your body. Continue with Isaiah 53, verse 8. He was taken from prison, from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. This is what Isaiah was prophesying. And he made his grave with the wicked, with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence. Neither was there any defeat in his mouth. Listen, this guy, this Jesus, this Savior, he allowed himself to be equated with sinners, although he didn't sin. He allowed himself to lose his reputation Although he was such a righteous man, such a good character, that he should have had the most impeccable reputation. But he didn't care because he knew who he was and he knew that his father knew who he was. pleased God, the Lord, to bruise him. He hath put him to grief, but now make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul. He shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquity. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great. And he shall divide those spoil with the strong. 
because he has poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. That was Isaiah 53. What is it saying? Jesus, not only did he give up his life for you, but he's now praying for you, praying for me. What is prayer? Talking to God, put simply. Why do we pray? Why? So we can get God's will done. So God can get his will done, that's why we pray. He purposed it that way. He set it up that way. So let's go into a time of worship and just soak for a minute, process, and we'll wrap this up.
All right, well, lead me to the cross. That's what we're talking about. That's what I'm talking about, the cross. And that's what we're here to do, lead you to it. So this is the deal. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you've never felt God in an intimate way. Maybe you grew up in church. Maybe you've had some kind of tradition or religion. Maybe you've had some kind of formal teaching in your life. And, you know, maybe you even prayed a little prayer when you were a kid or something. But you know in your heart that at this point in your life, you do not know God. You don't know his spirit. You don't know his voice. You don't know his ways. You don't submit yourself to him. You don't listen for him. You don't recognize his spirit. If any of that's kind of hitting home, maybe you don't know him. And this isn't a condemnation speech. This isn't a finger-pointing, oh, you don't know God kind of deal. Now, look, we're doing this because we want you to know him. We're doing this because you need God in your life. I need God in my life. My wife needs God in her life. And we wouldn't be wasting our time, and it's not that it's a waste of our time, but, you know, we spend time and energy and resources to do this, and we're not doing it to get praise from people. We're not doing it to build this amazing financial empire, (laughs) you know, We're doing it because we want you to know Jesus. So if you want to know him, pray this prayer with me. And you can pray after me or say something like me. This is the deal. God wants your heart. And that's the only way you're going to find him is when you're looking and you're searching and you're seeking with all your heart. Give him your heart. Doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. It just means you're going to be. The difference is you're going to be with God instead of just being. And you know when you're out there and you're just being and you're wandering out there and there's no purpose and there's no value and there's no direction and you're not even sure what direction you're headed. Or maybe you had a direction, but it kind of fell apart and blew up in your face. And now you're just like, now what? See, God says, my ways are higher than your ways. So it's time to commit your ways to God. This is time to ask God, God, I want your ways. God, my ways aren't working anymore. My plan is failing. You ready? Just pray this after me. Lord Jesus, I give you my heart tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I acknowledge that you died for my sin. And I know that I'm a sinner. Wash me and cleanse me with your blood, Jesus. Give me a new life. 
I don't want my life anymore. I want a new life. A new life in you. Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me. Fill me with God's presence. Make me a new creature. A new person. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming into my life. Thank you, God, for now being my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I know maybe that's not the traditional prayer you've heard or maybe you grew up with some other theology or some other deal. But God's not even concerned about the words in that prayer as much as he's concerned whether or not you give your heart and your life and your self to him. So listen, if you did that, if you prayed that prayer or one like it, if you committed your heart or maybe... You knew God at some point in your life, but you chose that this is your time to come back. Look, all you have to do is, God, please forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Make me whole. So wherever you're at in your walk with God, just stop sometimes and say, Lord, forgive me. Maybe it's a thought. Maybe it's an attitude. Maybe it's an action. Maybe it's neglect towards God. Whatever it is, just stop what you're doing sometimes and and just make things right. Get your heart right. So listen, we're going to go out with worship. That's, that's why we do this. We worship God because we love God. We praise God because there's nobody else that's worth praising. There's nobody else that deserves that. He's the one that gets all the glory, all the praise. The kingdom is his and the power is his and the glory is his. All the honor is his. Now and forever. And his kingdom will have no end. So your kingdom is going to come to a crash and my kingdom is going to fall down because all our little sand castles that all of us out here in the world like to build, guess what? When the winds and the waves come, abide in the sand castles. That's why you have to build your castle on a rock. It's Jesus. All right, look, let's just gears, guys. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. My wife, Tracy Herzog, in the studio tonight praying for you. We're going to say a prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we speak your blessings over every person listening. Father, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done in their lives. Father, we pray, Father, that you'd fill them with your Holy Spirit, that you'd give them eyes to see and ears to hear, that they would know your voice. 
Father, we pray, Lord God, that, Lord, you would just turn their step, turn their direction, Lord, into your direction. And, Lord, we pray your purposes and plans come forth in their lives and that no weapon formed against them would prosper, but only the things of God would prosper in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh 